You are listening to the Mimi B Podcast, a lifestyle podcast that is designed to help you transform your life and become the best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, we talk about health, personal growth, career, and pretty much everything else it takes to become the best you there is. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard. I own the online magazine, Mimi B, and I create courses on how you can upgrade your life to the next level. Every single one of us has the ability to produce extraordinary results in our lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Hey guys, today I am here with Melissa Wood from Melissa Wood Health. She is a New York-based fitness and health guru. I've been following her for a few months now, and I absolutely love everything that she preaches, and her online workout programs are insane. She promotes this perfect balance of health and well-being while still being really real, open, and vulnerable with her with her followers, which I love. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. You are an absolute ray of light and I am so excited and grateful to have you on. You are so sweet. That was such a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much for your kind words and I'm so happy to be on your podcast. Yay. Thank you so much. So for the listeners that don't know you, let's just get into a little backstory, your health journey throughout the years and just a little bit about you. Okay. I, let's see. It's so funny. You know, I really started in this business uh, when I was at the absolute worst place with myself. And I think just going through my own struggles of learning to love myself and just, you know, moving through that space of just never feeling enough is what really brought, you know, open these doors for me and, and, coming from, you know, I've I've shared this very openly on many podcasts. I know you listened to a few and, you know, really opening up about my eating disorder. And when I came out with that and just for like, first and foremost, just said it aloud for the first time myself, it was like, I could breathe. It, It just like lifted such a weight. And then, you know, I think through just releasing that and owning it and being okay with the imperfection of it, that it's like, I didn't, I, you know, I really moved through my life in this like false perfection, you know, sort of tone where it was like, I looked a certain way on the outside, but it was like secretly dying on the inside. And once I opened up about that, I, it just allowed me to, for people to see me for who I am and to just unveil like the real Melissa. And it, it just opened up a whole new, just like perspective and way of life for me and, and learning how to take care of myself from like the seed of my soul and really digging deep at like, why was this happening in my life? And okay, so these were my triggers and I was resorting to this tool when it was really damaging me. What can I do to help me get out of that place when that happens. Because I think the one thing that comes up with a lot of young girls who reach out to me and they're like, like, well, what do you do if, if you feel the urge to throw up still? And, and it's, you know, I think some people say like, you have an eating disorder forever. And I don't feel like I have an eating disorder now because it was never about the food. And once Mm -hmm. I understood that, and I really understood that it, um, 
it just helped me on the journey of healing myself and, and really aligning with tools that served me and only going back to those tools. So not a glass of wine every night and like putting on the bandaid. It was like really doing the work. And then just, you know, I think just like so many people in this space, once you get to such a beautiful place with yourself and you see life through completely different lens, you want to help people live life that way because you just walk out. It doesn't matter if it's snowing, if it's raining, if it's cloudy, if it's a miserable day, it does not have to connect to your mood. And and I was not this person before. It was like the weather predicted my mood. And now I'm like, I will not allow the weather to predict my mood because there's too much to, you know, there are, there are too many gifts within each day that you can't let that stuff just, um, just like fog your lens. You took control. I took control of myself, but in a different way because before I was still, I thought I was still taking control because I was controlling the food I was putting in my body, but then I was also controlling releasing it, which it was a bad relationship to control where now it's not even, it's, it's allowing things to move through me and recognizing the storm when it's like hitting, just like I was just talking to you right before we were recording. And I was like, Oh God, did I have a weekend? And it's like, those moments happen to me all the time. I just, I deal with them in a completely different way. Mm, You bounce back really quickly. I can totally understand that. Like, I, listen, I think I think a lot of women especially have gone through issues with their body image and eating. And, you know, I can definitely relate as well. I remember being younger and and having definitely, you know, some some issues around there. And and still to this day, I get those thoughts sometimes like, yeah. oh, like, you know, it's 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 natural. And it's it's something that unfortunately a lot of women deal with. And and what you said there, like it's like you bounce back faster, you deal with this, um, you you deal with things in a, in a faster and better way. And and I can completely relate to that. Like the thing that's helped me with like my past eating issues and stuff is is like you said, realizing it's not about the food; it's like emotional. Right. Yeah. And yeah, and then also like learning how to deal with it in a different way. And if I feel like I am in that negative mentality, I bounce back, and I'm like, right. okay, no, this is not going to dictate my week now. It's like I'm bouncing back right now. Right. So. Yeah, I love that. So how did you catch that point though? Because obviously with disordered thoughts and disordered eating, like it's really hard to get out of that black hole. What was, did you have like a turning point? Did you have like a aha moment? I definitely did the moment. It was the moment where I was like after purging and just feeling horrible and hating myself and the way that I felt. It was that moment where I was like, I need help. I think a, recognizing that you need help, that this is something you cannot take on by yourself is it, it's really the most important part of the process because everyone else could, could have told me that they saw an issue. But until I recognize that within myself, there's really not many steps that can you know follow after that that will make a difference. So first and foremost, that. And then, you know, creating... Um, creating my team, my team of people who helped me really understand why this was happening and, and, and resorting to, you know, tools like meditation. I talk a lot about meditation and maybe walking away or listening to something that helps you look at something 
with, with a completely different perspective. And, and instead of going back to that place, that, that chaotic place that I recognized with my whole life, you know, it takes a lot of time. And like you said something about like, oh, you bounce back faster. And sometimes I don't like if I have a weekend, sometimes it lasts three days, but I allow that. I allow Mm. to live in that place and to recognize it and to really understand where it's coming from. What are my triggers? What's going on? And then saying, okay, I can either live here in this place of thinking I, everyone else is a problem and I'm the victim, or I can put on a podcast or go for a walk or sit in a 20 minute meditation by myself and see things differently. You know what? That is, I'm so happy that you just pointed that out because I actually myself am trying to work on digesting emotions more and actually just like being okay with not being okay sometimes. And, and that's something for me, like I'm quite I'm quite hard on myself sometimes and I am, you know, a perfectionist for some things and and it's been very difficult for me. And that's something I'm actually actively trying to work on. So that is so funny how you just pointed that out because I didn't even realize that that's what I meant when I said it, but it, you know what, like, I, I completely agree with you. I think it's so important to digest and sit with your emotions and to be okay with not being exactly where you want to be, but then using that and then knowing where to go from there and not letting it bring you into this dark hole for weeks on end. Exactly. Like this place, like my, my eating disorder was the, one of the greatest gifts in my life. And it really, you know, that could have been the dark hole that had me go down this path. And it was like, Oh, well, I'm in this place because I had an eating disorder for years because of, you know, the way I, um, process things as a child, you know, it could have easily gone there, but it's, I think you have to really make the conscious choice and ask yourself, like, who do I want to be every day? And I damn as well know that I do not want to be that girl. And I don't want to be the girl talking about all of the issues. It's like, I want to be proactive and talk about what can I do to get to a better place. Mm -hmm. And I'm obsessed with people that like, you know, like yourself. And I think there's, it's so, it's like intoxicating when you get here and you're like, oh my God, like I feel amazing. Like what else can I do to feel amazing? Or like you feel even more amazing or help someone else feel amazing. It's, it's really, it's, it's the best feeling in the world. It's like nothing feels better than just like being high off like your life. Yeah, I completely agree. It's it's an addiction, but it's a great addiction to have is wanting to better yourself and wanting to, you know, tear down these walls and and these barriers of who you think you should be to just be unconditionally you and yeah. It's such a process, but it's so worth it. I want to go back to when you had that big realization, though, that yeah. you needed help and you needed change. Like, do you like how long did it take from you being at your, you know, at your worst with your eating disorder to yeah. to completely feeling healed like you do today? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it was a process. I would say it took me a, a good two years of, and and you know, I felt better even after three months of working with a therapist and a health coach and, um, you know, weeding out certain relationships in my life. Like I felt a difference immediately, but I would say that 
you know, it's, it's through the process of showing up and doing the work. You know, it's people always ask me like, you're so disciplined and it's, it's not even discipline. It's like the discipline of showing up. It's like, that's where you'll see results and you've got to keep going back to it. It's just like working out your muscles in the gym. It's like your mind needs the same amount of attention. So I, you know, it it takes time. And, And like, even today, you know, like this weekend, like I was sharing with you, it's like my mind went to a place. I'm like, oh, that's the old Melissa. That's Syracuse, Melissa. I'm from Syracuse. And like, I just like go back to a place like that. I, the way I used to react to things and I'm like, oh God, she's still in there. And it's a good reminder to be like, you know what? It's very humbling. It takes you off your high horse real quick. You're like, <laughs> ooh, um, whoa, I can go there in like two seconds. And it just, it reminds me that things are constantly going to be showing up, but I, I have to get back every day. It's like, it's, it's, it's your choice to, you know, you'll never have that day again. So it's your choice to get right back to work. And with the work, I mean, like really doing the work, not this half-ass, oh yeah, I do this. It's like, no, I mean, really doing it. And, and that's where you'll, you'll really experience this, this shift. I mean, I am a completely different person completely different mm. person. And I thank God for that because I always knew she was in there. I n- always knew who I wanted to be, but it was like, I didn't quite know how to get there. And it's like still an evolution and a process. But I think just knowing that I am willing every day to do the work is what keeps me on this path of progression. Mm, I love that so much. That is mm. so powerful and uh, it's so mm. true. Really Everything are. you... Yeah, it's it's so true. Um, wow, I love that. So how long ago was this? Was this obviously before you had kids that you kind of, uh, you know, healed and all that jazz? Yes, this was before kids. I, I, you know, I had healed, but it was after having my son, my firstborn, where I, it was like, I went to work in a bigger way. That's when I like, I really started like, honing in on my meditation practice because I knew there was so much coming up for me. Um, but I would say like, if I were to give you years, I would say this was like eight years ago. Mm. Yeah. Maybe nine. I am it's like mom brain is in full force right now. So don't, (laughs) don't quote me if I've said differently somewhere else. (laughs) It's like about that. (laughs) Totally fine. Okay. You talk about putting the work in and it's like just living up fully and just putting the work in to you. What is that work? Is it like you said, meditation every day or what are certain things that you do on a daily basis that that kind of ensures that you stay this new, powerful, badass Melissa? Yeah, you're so sweet. So for me, it's it's really waking up and like no matter how tired I am, like today I was so tired. I like got my daughter back to bed at six and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to lay back down for like 30 minutes because I don't only slept for five hours. And then my son woke up and it's like in those moments where you're like, Oh God. And you can easily just go to this place. Like I'm so freaking miserable. Like, can I ever sleep? Am I ever going to sleep again? And then I'm like, no, you know what? I look at my kids. Like I am so lucky. We just moved into a new home where we're creating these new memories and going to that place of gratitude. So like really looking at things that you're like, look, look at this. Like 
I have two healthy, beautiful kids and, and, and really recognizing like how that makes you feel. So immediately I'm like, Oh, he's so cute. Okay. Let's get up. And, and then it's like, I don't think about it again. I'm not thinking about like, Oh, I'm so tired all day. Maybe that, you know, I feel it, but I'm not going to marinate in that. And, and then, you know, I, I was like a diehard, um, person that, would not do shit until I meditated. That was like my whole slogan, which is comical now because that doesn't quite fit my life. So the first opportunity that I get, I meditate. And I mean, ideally I would meditate for 20 minutes in stillness, not listening, listening to a guided meditation, just bring it, bringing myself through a meditation, through my breath work and bringing in a mantra that was given to me from my first meditation workshop years and years and years ago, I've really held on to that, um, through my teacher and that, you know, that would be, that would be like the best morning ever is like getting a 20 minute meditation in, in, in the morning. But a lot of the times my son will go to school, my daughter will take her nap and their nanny arrives. And then that's my opportunity of like freedom for a moment where it's like, okay, Let's go meditate. And then after my meditation, I read my lesson of the day in A Course in Miracles. I share this a lot. I've been a student of the course for about three years, and it's really, really helped me. It's just, it's been a tremendous teacher in my life. And it's, it's, it shows me where I still have a lot of work to do. And it's my third time going, I'm, I'm, so the, the Course in Miracles is a little tricky and a lot of people get very intimidated by it, but I like to break it down like this. It's a massive book. And in the beginning of the text is the actual book, A Course in Miracles, the text. And then at the, the back of the book is the textbook. So there's 365 lessons. There's a lesson for every day of the year and you just start. So you, you read your first lesson of the day and it's weird in the beginning because you're like, what, what? There's about like 15 lessons where I'm like, what the hell is this? This is weird. And then I realize I'm like, okay, judging, like judging. And let's just like really try this. And then it starts to shift and you're like, oh, I get it. But I still don't get it after doing it three times. And that's why I keep coming back to it because it's like an evolution of mastering the mind. And, and it's really the foundation for inner pieces is just understanding that like we, you know, we are not our thoughts, but we can shift our thoughts. We can shift the way that we look at things and the, the thoughts that, you know, I still have thoughts that will come up and I'm like, no, no, we are not going to focus on that. Like that is, nope, we're not going back there. It happens all the time, but that would be an ideal morning. And then of course, getting one of my workouts in. Um, and, you know, I really started sharing my workouts after I had my son because I have a, you know, I come from a background of, I worked out two hours a day for years. I, I was a model and that was the only way that I could maintain somewhat of a, you know, a size four figure for, in the modeling world because it just didn't happen naturally to me, which is funny because my, my body is a natural frame of that size, but being told that you are too big for so long. It's like your body just, it, it doesn't work well with you. And, you know, so I started sharing my workouts because I would do these 20, 30 minute targeted flows and I felt freaking amazing after. And, and it was like, you know, I would share them on stories when stories first hit and people really engaged with me about them and were curious. So then I'd start posting them on my feed. And then it was like, 
I, I just found this love for it. I found this love for it because I found this, it's like, I learned to love working out again. I, because, you know, I was like beating myself up for so long and I'm like, oh no, it doesn't have to be this punishment or this torture. Like it can actually be really fun and nice and peaceful. And that's really how my work, like sharing my workout started. I was never a trainer. I, through the process, got certified in yoga and Pilates. And it just, it was like being, I, I was called to be a teacher. I never knew I wanted to be. And, and now looking back, I, I see that it was always there, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to really step in and own that space because I didn't think I could. I didn't see myself as that. Now I, I, that's, it's like, that's who I am. I just, you know, I think through the work, it's like, I've allowed this to be and, and to just, it's like the biggest passion in my life. And I'm so grateful for it because I did not know that I wanted to do this. Let me tell you. Mm, oh my God. I love that. It just happened so naturally. And the more that you, it seems like you found yourself, the more this kind of, you know, opened itself up to you. And to be honest with you, I, I love your whole brand and I love your whole Instagram and workouts because, and guys, by the way, I've, I've done Melissa's workouts for almost a month now and I absolutely love them. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, I really do. I really do. But we'll get into that in a bit. But what okay. I was going to say is that I love your whole brand because it's like, doing things out of love and not out of hate for your body and like really realizing that like it's not all about like looking super skinny and not eating a lot and doing a lot of cardio it's about like just your relationship with yourself and I feel like everything even from your your flows on your website like your your workouts like everything that that is done and what you say it's like it's just out of a place of love not out of a place of hate and wanting to change because you hate yourself it's it's coming from a place of oh I want to improve myself because I love myself and I find that so powerful and I think that this needs to be such a bigger thing in today's society especially because you know there's so much, I guess, with social media and everything, it's even, it's become crazy. And it's all about, um, you know, put yourself through this pain to get to get this body that, you know, it's not even yours. It's crazy. I know it really is. Thank you for that. I really want to um, just stop for a moment and thank you for, for really just seeing it that way, because that's, that's all that I want. And, you know, um, it's not about, you know, it's like I have this hashtag long lean lines. And I, I do think when you start experimenting with my workouts and my method, you you'll experience a shift within your body, but more so in your mind. And that's that's where that all started for me. It's like, you know, through the meditation practice and and being gentle with myself and moving in a way with love, where before I'd be like, oh, my thighs, oh, my cellulite, oh, my love handles. And it's like, I would, I don't say that to myself now. And even if I'm not feeling my best, I do not put myself down where that was the first thing that I would point out. And it just makes me so happy to hear that that's how you, you, feel even doing them or just, you know, in the way that I share. So thank you. No, but it's obvious. It it really is obvious. And also like, 
come on, like you have an insane body. Like you, you've done, you do your workout videos and you've just had a baby for God's sake. Like it, it literally, <laughs> it works. It really <laughs> obviously <laughs> works. Thank you. It's a combination of everything, but it does work. But I, you know, I believe in the way that I eat and the way that I think and the way that I live my life, it, it all really works in harmony. It works together. Mm. Okay. So let's say a listener right now wants to lose weight and they, all they've known their entire life is, is to do it in the hard way and do it kind of like, oh, like I don't like myself. So I'm going to eat, you know, lettuce and do a lot of cardio. Like they don't really know where to start. Like how right. do you lose fat if that's your goal by doing it in that loving way? Cause that I feel like is really difficult for a lot of people. Yes. So you'll be surprised by my answer, but first and foremost, stop telling yourself that you want to lose weight because what that translates as when you look in the mirror is I'm not enough. I'm not enough right now. And I will only be enough if I lose this weight. But we all know we've all been there, right? Where you lose the 10 pounds that you're like, I can't wait to lose this weight, but you still feel the same exact way about yourself. So I always bring it back to let's not like Let's not say to her, you know, I have so many people reaching out to me like, I want to lose 10 pounds. I can't lose these five pounds. We'll stop focusing on that. And let's bring it back to basics. So bringing it back to a place of, okay, what can I do each day to help me feel better about myself? So let's go back to our practice. What's the first thing you're doing when you wake up in the morning? Are you grabbing your phone? Are you shooting away, answering all your emails? Are you scrolling through Instagram? Because let me tell you, that determines the entire wavelength of how your day is probably going to go. So if it starts up here with, you know, running around on the hamster wheel, you're probably going to have a pretty like chaotic day, even, you know, within yourself and your thoughts. So very simple looking at that. And then what's the first thing you're putting in your mouth? Are you just like downing a coffee running out the door? Because that's also going to increase your cortisol and, you know, make you a little crazy throughout the day. So really looking at like the simplest shifts that you can do to feel good in your body. So maybe it's, you know, waking up, not grabbing your phone right away, having warm water with lemon, and then um, turning on like a song that just makes you feel good when you're getting ready, you know? And then Mm -hmm. on your commute, a lot of people, I don't have time to cook. I don't have time to, okay. So on your commute, instead of maybe listening to people complain about something on the subway or wherever you are, listen to a guided meditation. You know, I think that there's these pockets of time throughout the day and and really looking at your day, like where are you spending your time? Are you coming home and like turning on television and just watching television that makes you feel completely empty because you need a minute? That's my favorite thing. It's like, I need a minute. I just need to unwind. How do you feel after you, you did your unwinding? You feel like shit because you're doing nothing to stimulate yourself and to feel good. Right. So, and, and I'm the first to admit that I did that for years. I did that for years and years and years. And it was one, when I recognized that that was not serving me is when my life took a major turn. And then, you know, the relationship with workouts for me, it's like, I really started in this space from taking a class from a very well-known teacher and feeling like complete shit after not feeling enough. And, and I couldn't believe the way that I had felt. And I said, you know what? Literally, I walked home. It was freezing. I was like, 
in such a bad place. And I, I said, I want to make people feel good. Like I want to teach in a way where like if people were to leave my class or like watch my workout, they felt amazing. And then their day just took on this turn where it's like, they're doing these things in their lives, in their lives that they, you know, they only imagine. So when you go into your workout, I, this is one thing I, I love to really ask people, how do you feel before your workout? Do you feel anxious? Like if you're taking a spinning class or if you're taking a high intensity class, if you love it, amazing. And if you have a great relation to relationship to that style of workout, that's awesome because there's so many things out there. You have to connect with what brings you to a place of peace and ease in your body. Because even if, you know, you think the way of doing this is through high intensity and like no pain, no gain, which is my favorite, by the way, because like, let's look at that. No pain, no gain. Where there is pain, I promise you there's pain. Like, it's like, I don't buy that one at all. I I don't go back to Mm -hmm. that you know, killing yourself. And then the, this, the other thing is when your workout is completed, how do you feel? Do you feel anxious? Because what, what brought me to this place is like, I felt anxious going in. I felt anxious going out. I anxious, I was like an anxious eater all day and it was horrible. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm eating everything. I'm feeling horrible. It's like, I couldn't get enough. I was shaking. And I just, I, you know, really learned through listening to myself that that did that was not for me. And, and mm. I'm so happy that people connect with if it's not my method, like a method that just makes you feel at ease within your body and that you're gonna be okay if you're not doing an hour workout every single day. And, and you know, that's why I, I make them shorter because I think it's attainable for people. Mm, absolutely. I love that so much. And also like what you were saying before, I completely agree. It all kind of goes back to self-awareness. And if you want to change your body or if you want, or you want to see some change in your life, I think just getting those, those distractions out of the way, like the TV thing you said, or the phone thing you said, and it's just like really being there in stillness with yourself and being aware of your body and how you feel and think to yourself, hmm, why am I going to this big hit workout at like Barry's boot camp if I actually freaking hate it? Like exactly. why am I like why am I overeating right now? Is it because I actually feel ravenous or is it because I'm I'm kind of stressed and anxious and this is just what I've always done? Yeah. Like just being aware of what you're doing. And I completely agree. And I think also there's a good time and place. Like some days I'm so energetic that I just want to go on a run and I want to go to a spin class. And yeah. then there are other days that I just want to do something a lot more, more kind of like healing, you know, like more slow and steady and, and just nothing too crazy. And I, I love that. And I love your workouts because they, they are effective and they are simple. And it's kind of like a perfect mix of like a bit of yoga Pilates. And also like, it is hard at times as well. But the the thing I like about your workouts too, it's like when it is hard in that moment, like if we're doing some of those like leg raises or whatever, and butt is burning and, I, and then you're like, it's okay. Breathe through it. Breathe through it. I'm like, okay. And it's actually fun. Like it's like a fun pain for some right. reason. I always say, don't be fooled by my whole like gentle yet effective because it's still, they're really hard and they're challenging for me. But I think instead of like scrunching up my face and being like, oh, and like, you know, kind of like powering through it, it's like softening through it is. Mm. And I do, I, I want to say one thing, cause I think this will really resonate with probably like your girl who um, is your 
listener is, you know, another thing that really um, is a constant work in progress in my life, but one thing that I have really been working on and is, you know, those moments where you you're alone and you feel like, Oh, I need to call a friend. And then just like calling a friend and like having that friend where it's like you, you have these conversations that it's like great to have friends that you can talk to and, and share, you know, everything, but calling the friend to like talk about things and people and, and, and just like really looking at the kind of conversations and the relationships you have in your life and, and really asking yourself if that's something that you, you want people to be doing about you and if that's serving you. And I'm reading Gabby Bernstein's Judgment Detox and I'm just realizing that I have a lot of work to do in that area. And, you know, I I never think of myself as like a judgmental, gossipy person, but like I'm chatty. And then sometimes that chatty can turn into something. I'm like, I don't need to be talking about that. Like it's the same thing with like watching something. It's like what your, like the words that you're sharing with people and like taking in it, it's, it's, it's very crucial to, I, I, I believe in like a transformation in your life. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like we are a product of our environment. So I strongly believe that, you know, you and I, we're an average of the five people that we surround ourselves with most. Like we are, uh, you know, the accumulation of like the media that we digest and, and everything that we take in and what we notice in the world. So I completely agree. I think, you know, a healthy lifestyle, there's so many different components. It's not about working out or drinking celery juice. It's like everything you feed your mind and body and soul with all together kind of makes up who you are. And the second that you start changing those things to become a more positive influence on you is is when you're going to see your life start to change. And I'm saying that from personal experience. Like I've gone through a crazy transformation myself the past few years. And, you know, I won't get into it, but and my my listeners know about it, but like I, I used I'm to. Like, I feel like I watched enough. Or like I love how you share all of that. By the way, yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. Well, listen, like like you said before as well. It's like your mission now is to help people see the light, like you had gone through and how you had seen after so long. And it's like, for some reason, I have that itch as well. It's like, holy crap, like I've gone through a massive transformation, mentally, physically, everything. And it's like, all I want to do is share that because especially the girls around my age, which is like more, more my followers, my listeners, early mid 20s, like we it's it's such a it's a such an impressionable time in our lives. And I, I want to share it to as many people as possible. Because, you know, for so long from the age of like, 13, 14 until I was like 18, 19. Like I actually hated myself. Like I wasn't happy and I didn't like how, like I didn't like anything about myself. I wasn't the true me. I didn't know how to break through um, all these different mental barriers I had. I didn't know how to stop caring what people thought about me. I didn't know how to actually be undeniably myself because I was so shy and embarrassed and scared to, to be that girl. And I don't even know how it, you know, it all was triggered. I guess it was a lot of, you know, work on myself that I've done over the years, but, but that transformation has literally changed my life. And I know people listening right now probably feel sometimes that they're not being the best version of themselves. And listen, like, you know, I don't feel like the best version of myself a lot of the time. I so on. I know that weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Melissa had a shit weekend, guys. Like, <laughs> but like, come on, like, it's just knowing that you're striving and working towards 
like the best and happiest version of yourself. It's just the most motivating thing and, and just caring for yourself and loving yourself and doing it from a place of genuinely wanting the best for yourself because you love yourself and, and stop hating your body. And for so long, I I hated my body. And, you know, my body was actually a direct reflection of, of my inner thoughts. Like I, it, I wasn't happy and I, and I didn't look healthy and I didn't look happy and I didn't feel good. Like it's, totally that. And I don't know, I just, there's so much to it. So I'm so glad we're like opening up this conversation. And I think the more people are open and talk about their struggles and their transformations and their realizations, it's just the more norm it's going to be. And the more people are going to feel comfortable doing that and putting the work in themselves. Exactly. Well, let me tell you, you are an absolute doll. You're so articulate and you are 100% sharing your gift. So it's, it's really beautiful to see. Thank you, Melissa. You're Thank welcome. you. I'm I'm definitely not exactly where I want to be yet, but I'm I'm so so I've got I've come so far, and we're it's a constant evolution of becoming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's even constant. myself, I'm like there is so much I want to do, and it's like amazing. But be happy where you are. Mm-hmm. Yep, and be okay, and. And like I said before, like, I think the thing that's actually triggered change in my life, uh, you know, physically, financially, all these different things, it's actually just, just doing it out of a place of liking myself and not like, you can never hate yourself to a body you love. You can never hate yourself to a career and life you love. So you need to change the inner first. Oh, please. That's like, that's the foundation of it all. And that's why mm-hmm. with my workouts, it's, you know, it's such a huge component, but it's not the end all. And to say it is, is, is not truthful. I could just be like, oh, just do my workouts and you'll have da, 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 da. But that's not, that's not honest. You know, like you'll feel amazing, but there's some other work you have to do as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I love this conversation so much, but I want to move it a bit towards more nutrition because you are a totally radiant, healthy mama and you're plant-based. And I want to hear more about that. I want to hear about how and why you turned to plant-based and your big nutrition philosophies and what has really helped your health. So, you know, I suffered from horrible cystic acne for years. And, you know, at the time it was like, why is this happening to me? But it it was a reflection of what was going on within and my, my thought process within myself. Like, like you were just saying, it's like, if you don't like the way, like you don't like the person who you are and you're just constantly, you know, have this negative internal dialogue with yourself, you're probably, something's going to be um, a reflection of that on the outside. So it was really, it, you know, just, um, the, the physical place of like what was really going on in my life. And I, you know, it was all over my face. I had it down my back and I had seen so many doctors. I was on Accutane. That, that was the only thing they said that would help it. And I knew it was a bandaid. It put, it brought me to such a dark place. And I just, I finally, was like, I know this isn't it. Like, I know there's something deeper. So I started to really take a, you know, a a very deep look inside everything in my life. So it was like, A, my thoughts. And then what was I eating? Like, what was I eating? How did my skin react after? And, you know, I, I was always intrigued by 
a vegan lifestyle and, and eating plant-based, I, I always felt naturally called to eat that way. But, you know, I was told by many people, doctors in my life that it's like I needed animal protein to sustain like a healthy way of living. So I just started experimenting and it was, it was a really through my meditation practice where the clearer I became, like my thoughts became, the clearer everything started to become in my life. It was like when food would be in front of me, I would really look at my plate and think like, okay, how did this get here? Like what is actually in this food? And just understanding it and in a, not in an like OCD kind of way either. It was, you know, more so like, okay, this, this cow was slaughtered and I'm taking on the energy and like, you know, eating that and not really feeling amazing after like my digestion wasn't great. And so it it was really like, it started as an experiment of seeing how I felt and then, you know, watching documentaries, reading the China study and just feeling very in alignment with everything that, that I was reading and understanding. And, and I, I just started to feel really good. And I, I had a different glow about me. My skin started to clear up and, you know, it wasn't 100% the plant-based eating, but it was about 80%, you know, working on the mental component was the biggest shift of all. And I, yeah, I just, I mean, it, it all, comes back to like, how do you feel? And I just felt great. And I stopped this whole mentality of I needed however many grams of protein per meal. And I was like, you know what? I am so sick of this. Like it never worked for me when I was eating that way. I had the worst skin. I didn't love the way I felt in my body and I had horrible energy. And then I just, I really just like it was like I, I worked on my own little formula within and it's, it's what works really well for me. Mm, amazing. I love that so much. So uh, you, you try to eat more of like a whole food diet. Like there are so many plant-based people that, that eat a lot of processed stuff. And, and do you ever eat that kind of way or are you mostly just like the, the kind of basics? I mean, I'm definitely more of a basics. I eat a lot of carbohydrates, which people are always like shocked by, but I'm also a huge believer that carbs are not the enemy. Of course, it's like, what carbs are you eating? Um, but I, you know, I, I focus on like whole plant-based foods, but I'll eat some, like I'm obsessed with these vegan mustaches right now. They're like the vegan goldfish. They're so good. Mm. I will, I love chips. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh yeah, like I don't eat that stuff. Of course I do. <laughs> and I love it, but I don't eat it all day and I'm not eating my feelings. I'm eating it, enjoying it. There's zero guilt attached. And then I move on. You know, I'm not like standing with a refrigerator open, open, like shoving my face like I used to. If I have something, I put some on a plate. I don't like do any portion control. Like I wouldn't say, I hate the word control when it comes to that. It's, it's like I eat to satisfy and, and really food is fuel for me. I, I'm so happy that it's, it's, it's gotten to this place because, because I was not that person. I never really understood that, but now I'm like, I really understand it because I'm eating things that are going to make me feel good throughout the day. But you know, that has chips attached and I'm not a sweets person. So desserts are not my thing, but I, you know, chips and guac at least, at least a couple of days a week. 
Mm. How did you get rid of that emotional attachment to food? Because I feel like this is such a big thing. And that actually is like the core of eating disorders or disordered eating is, is the emotional attachment. Like how do you, you know, if you're in a shitty mood and, and naturally your habit is to be like, Oh, I just need to, I just want to eat. I just want to binge. How, how have you changed that? Because that's such a massive thing. It is. I think recognizing that it was never the food, right? That Mm -hmm. that was like the tool that I was using for these emotions that were coming up. So now if I have a moment where like something happens and I'm hysterically crying and in a really bad mood, I will just go for a walk. And sometimes that's with my kids. If I'm alone, I will go for a walk by myself. And just like creating that pause that like, okay, what's really going on here? Um, Like, why am I standing with the refrigerator open, just like shoving my face? Is it because I was restricting for the week? Was it because I did a juice cleanse? Like, you know, I was the girl that was like doing all of that stuff. And now I I don't do that because it was a very restrictive way of living for me. So I think, you know, finding the, the tools that work for you in a very positive way and bring you back to that place of peace and, and of self-awareness and, and just, you know, opening up your consciousness to understanding where it's all coming from. Because I'll say it again, it's like eating disorders are not about the food. It's, mm. it's about, there's, there's something deep within your soul that is not resolved. Mm -hmm. It's either a means for distraction or, or just trying to calm your anxiety and stress and, Mm -hmm. you know, not feeling in control. Like there's so many emotional attachments to food that it's just not healthy. Even if it's, you know, under eating, overeating either. It's just like you said, food is fuel and enjoy your food and eat what makes you feel good. And yes, balance is amazing. Eat, you know, a treat once in a while, or if you're feeling to have those, you know, vegan goldfish, then go for it, but just don't. (laughs) Oh, I need to try these. I really need to try these. Oh, I love that. I'm obsessed with our conversation today. I think this has been like such a powerful one. I have one more question for you. Sure. Let's say, because we talk about morning. I love love this stuff. Oh my God. I love it. Um, And this conversation, like the past 45 minutes have gone by so quickly. They really have. (laughs) Okay. So I'm obsessed with morning routines and I've based, you know, so much of of what I do around that. And I preach it all the time. I have, you know, a course about it. I there's, I love morning routines. I I definitely think they create your entire life. Um, so let's say you've woken up on the wrong side of the bed one morning. What do you do that ensures that you'll bounce back and have an amazing day? So what I've been doing, <laughs> because I've been in a bit of a, just like a different place with myself. I, like I said, I think moving brings up a lot in your life. Mm-hmm. So I've been, because now I'm waking up, like my children are my alarm clock. So it's not only like me being in a mood, it's it's transferring that mood onto my to my kids. So that's the last thing I want to do. So I'll go into the kitchen, I will light a candle. And I put on a guided meditation, someone with a very peaceful voice. Like I love Tara Brock and, you know, my son may go in the corner and it's unfortunately the iPad is really just a great tool when you have two, because it's hard to balance both. And it's, you know, I'll give him his like show for the morning, give him his breakfast. And it just, it immediately shifts everything that was going on prior to that moment. And just 
it's like constantly bringing myself back, bringing myself back to that place where, you know, maybe there was something that happened the night before that kind of, uh, you know, um, just transferred into my day. But I think it's, it's always being aware of it and, and making the conscious choice to do something to bring you back to that place, that, that place of ease within yourself. Mm. That is like a, like ultimate game changer for me is, is just putting on a guided meditation and lighting a candle. It's like, it shifts the mood. Mm, totally shifts the mood. I love that so much. Well, thank you, Melissa. I don't even, I can't even thank you enough. Like this has been such an incredible episode. I'm so glad that we've been able to meet and where can our listeners find you? Instagram, your website, all that jazz. You can find me at Melissa Wood Health on Instagram and it's melissawoodhealth.com is my website and all of my workouts are available there as well. Amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. I'm so happy that we did this. <laughs>